Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups, the best guitar pickups on the planet. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. And folks, if you want to support the No Sleep Till Sudbury podcast and gain access to all sorts of unreleased material from the show, it's super easy. Just go to patreon.com slash Brent Jensen Music for details. All right, this week on the show, I wanted to talk about something really interesting that I was reading about recently. It's a phenomenon people call the most mysterious song on the internet. In 2007, a new wavy synth pop 80s type song appeared on the internet with no information whatsoever regarding its title, who the artist was, or when and where it was recorded. And since then, Attempts to uncover the song's origins have gone viral, with some people dedicating years to solving the mystery behind who is responsible for the song. And to date, as far as I know, the mystery remains unsolved. In September of 2019, Rolling Stone magazine published an article about a man named Darius S. He asked that his full name not be used for the sake of anonymity. Darius was a teenage new wave music fan living in a town in northern Germany called Wilhelmshaven back in the early 80s, and it was typical for him to record songs from the radio onto cassettes, particularly from a radio program that he listened to called Music for Young People, which was broadcast on public radio station NDR1, located in Hamburg, Germany. Sometime around 1984, Darius filled up a cassette he would later call Cassette 4, which included then-new songs from the same year by The Cure, Golden Earring, Corey Hart, and a number of songs Darius liked but didn't know a lot about. In 1985, Darius curated a playlist consisting of all the unidentified songs in this collection that he had created. Darius managed to keep all of his tapes in the decades that would follow, And in 2004, he digitized the collection, transforming the songs into M4A files. Three years later, Darius's sister, Lydia H., who also requested anonymity, gave Darius a website domain as a gift for his birthday. Around that time, she developed a curiosity about one of the songs she liked, but for which she could not locate any information whatsoever despite posting its lyrics on the internet several times. This only piqued her need to find out who the artist was even more. They believed that this mystery song was recorded sometime in 1984, given most of the other songs recorded on the cassettes were released during that year. They postulated that 1984 had to be the earliest possible broadcasting, because the Techniques cassette deck that Darius used to record the song was manufactured in 1984. Despite the fact that all of the songs were recorded from the radio, none of the cassettes included any evidence of this. Darius had somehow managed to avoid taping any dialogue from DJs and radio hosts, making any effort to determine exact airplay dates virtually impossible. In March of 2007, Lydia intensified her efforts to identify the song using the internet by creating the pseudonym for herself, Anton Rydell and pinpointing websites that employed a number of song identification technologies. During her search, Lydia also posted a small digital portion of the song, just over a minute in length, to avoid any potential copyright hassles. 
she posted this to a number of websites, one of those being spiritofradio.ca, a website dedicated to the Canadian radio station 102.1 The Edge. That snippet of the unidentified mystery song made the rounds on the internet for years and achieved viral popularity in April 2019 when a 16-year-old Brazilian student named Gabriel da Silva Vieira got involved in the search. He became obsessed with the song and its mysterious backstory upon hearing the snippet on the YouTube channel of a Spanish indie record label called Dead Wax Records. Gabriel uploaded the segment to his own YouTube channel and several music-related Reddit communities. And while the hunt went viral, no one came forward to claim credit for the song or to provide any pertinent information regarding its origins. Nonetheless, the buzz continued. Several thousand music fans posted their own personal theories and hypothesized possibilities. There are a lot of things to consider. The singer had an Eastern European accent. Was the band from Germany? Or were they Austrian? Or Russian? The lyrics were scrutinized for clues. What was the band talking about? The Cold War? Was the first line, like the wind? Or was it locked away? Was it even a band? Or could it have been a solo artist? No one knew. Eventually, someone decided to try their luck by going directly to the source, the station, who allegedly broadcasted the song, NDR1. A DJ who worked at the station in 1984, and still did in 2019, and quite possibly was responsible for playing the song on the Music for Young People program, was also in the dark about who was responsible for this song. Paul Baskerville did not recall the song in any capacity and could not confirm that he actually played it on the Music for Young People show. He claimed that the album the track came from could be part of his 10,000-plus vinyl record collection and probably could be there today, but it was doubtful because he claims to be an avid collector and would know if something like that was in his collection. The possibility that the song was not on an album and may have been from an indie cassette was also acknowledged by Baskerville, however. He did claim to receive underground tapes from European bands during the 80s, including some mailed to the station from over the Berlin Wall, and he had played some of them on the air. Upon listening to the mystery track, Baskerville questioned the Teutonic backgrounds of the artists on the tape. He stated that the Gothic-style singing sounded like, quote, the bad English that Germans might sing, but it could be Polish or Russian. If Eastern European musicians sing in English, it can sound a bit austere and severe, unquote. Baskerville suspects that the song was a demo recording that was probably played once by another NDR on air personality and then thrown away. There was some discussion about another NDR DJ who also hosted the Music for Young People show in 1984, but he had died in 2016. Program playlists were typically typed out and kept on file by the station, but because of the amount of time that had passed, any playlists from that period had long since been discarded. However, on July 10, 2020, a Reddit user claimed to have acquired the complete list of songs that Paul Baskerville played on Music for Young People in 1984, and he published it on the website. 
It was concluded after going through the list that the song was not present, ruling out Baskerville as the DJ who had played the song. The remainder of the playlists from the show were somehow accessed later in 2020, and following an exhaustive search for the song, it was concluded it wasn't ever played on the Music for Young People program. Additional playlists from other NDR programs were then sought out. In January 2021, playlists were procured from the programs Dare Club and Noct Club, dating back to October and November 1984. These playlists contain a great number of songs that Darius had taped, including those from the BASF brand Cassette 4 tape in question, which prompted internet sleuths to believe that the song will have to show up within these remaining playlists eventually. The level of investigative savvy deployed by some of these online folks is staggering. A member of the Discord online community analyzed the kilohertz readings from the tape recording of the song. They found a 10 kilohertz line that was common to the other songs recorded on the cassette, and it was determined that this line appeared on virtually all NDR radio broadcasts at the time, but not on rival station Hilversum broadcasts, which led to the conclusion that the song could not have aired on any other station than NDR1. Paul Baskerville was just one point of contact for internet detectives eager to solve this mystery. Apparently a detailed spreadsheet exists containing the names of all leads who may be connected to this mystery in some way. DJs, record store employees, radio station representatives, all listed so that the community can keep track of progress it's making. Notes are included alongside names someone confirming the track is known to be the B-side of a particular demo tape, or a representative of a company that managed in-store music for grocery stores, added to the list after someone claimed they heard the song over the PA in that grocery store. But you can imagine, of course, the amount of false information generated on this topic. There are theories that it was an early throwaway demo from a well-known band, like Joy Division. Maybe it was the product of a known but obscure underground group, like German band Isaacs. It's been noted that an individual claiming to be part of the Isaacs inner circle publicly shared that the song is called Check It In and was released in 1982. He also claims that the singer is now deceased. And, of course, the trolls have to get in on the fun one of them posting that he knew both the name of the song and the band, only to later add that the members of the band were all shot and killed as they attempted to escape East Berlin by scaling the Berlin Wall. And along with the trolls come the skeptics. Some questioned whether Darius and Linda do in fact possess the original cassette tape at all, suggesting the possibility of a hoax. Both Darius and Linda have vehemently denied the notion but admit that they can't really prove that the cassette or any other physical elements that they own related to the case are, in fact, real. Nonetheless, efforts to solve this mystery continue to be exhaustive. Radio station NDR1 have unearthed hundreds of antiquated recordings containing old shows, and they are currently in the process of sifting through those tapes and listening to each one in search of the mystery song. 
German record executives have taken to digging up their old cassettes from the period. They contain recordings of the Music for Young People show used to showcase Western European rock. But the cassettes aren't dated or labeled effectively. And it's presumed that working through all of these old recordings will likely take many, many years. While the song's name remains officially unknown, it does go by a couple of unofficial nicknames based on the interpretation of its lyrics. Like the Wind is probably the most popular, but people also refer to the song as Check It In, Check It Out. Since this phenomenon began, the song has been covered a number of times by bands from around the world, including American group Mephisto Walls and Australian band Toehider. Fake versions of the song are regularly passed off as authentic in internet chat rooms, and somebody recently did step forward to take credit for the song and attempted to cash in by putting it up on Spotify before it was determined that this individual had not been born before the song's release date. The most interesting aspect of this entire story for me is that despite the fact that the song itself is very much just 80s standard fare, really, composed around a staccato guitar riff that may well have been borrowed from U2's I Will Follow, it's not the song per se that most people are interested in. What they're more interested in is the propensity for this to be forever unknowable in a time where seemingly everything is knowable. The fact that we can't immediately obtain the answer after a few keystrokes is frustrating and tantalizing at the same time. We become so accustomed to Googling knowledge, answers, solutions, that this is actually quite a radical concept for us in 2021. Maybe even a little unsettling. I actually hope it remains a mystery. Something unknowable in a time where we know everything. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide. 